Welcome back, everybody, to Satellite Talk. I'm your host, Chase Aldate. I'm here with Duran Wynn. Go ahead and inter- introduce yourself, D. What's up, baby? This is Duran Wynn. How are you? What's up, Big Chase? <laughs> What's up? We're going to hop in some serious questions right away. I want to start off talking about a little bit about your wrestling career. What made you transition from college wrestling into the Olympic level? Um, I guess it was ever since I was a kid, you know? Like, obviously, when you start wrestling, you start thinking about you know, the, the, the climax and mm-hmm. the epitome of the sport. And obviously that's being an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. And so I, I put so much time and hours and effort into it and, and understanding that I was one of the best guys. So once I did, um, you know, I made that transition. I moved to the Olympic training mm-hmm. center, uh, in 2011, 2012, try to make the Olympic team. And I knew in doing that, that, uh, it would give me the best chance possible. And so like I said, I got to a point where I had to make a decision and see if I wanted to pursue my Olympic dreams. And, uh, you know, I dropped everything and moved out to Colorado Springs and went with it. So you recently wrestled in the American Wrestling League, and I think it was the first one ever. Uh, how was that, and what was your overall thoughts on that? Um, it was cool, man. I, when I wrestled full-time, I wrestled in a lot of those pro matches, like uh, the Flow Pros, the mm-hmm. Agons, stuff like that. So I was – I was – you know, I knew what to expect. And so going into it, which was cool in my situation, obviously I was fresh off a fight. Mm-hmm. So there was no true stress for me or pressure mm-hmm. for me. I got to go out there and get paid and have fun and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as always, it's ran pretty well. It's just hard, man, to uh, to get a crowd for a yeah. wrestling event that only certain people have an attachment to. Mm-hmm. Because... The reason that colleges and stuff get so, you know, the best turnouts possible is because they're supporting an entire school, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So when there's a bunch of just random guys, like just me and like even Mike Machiavellio, like he wrestles for NC State and we wrestled in Iowa. So not a lot of you from NC State were just going to come all the way to Iowa just to see Mike Machiavellio. Now would they have came and saw the whole, you know, senior level guys who wrestled for NC State? Maybe. So that was the only disappointing thing is, you know, the turnout of the crowd, but I completely understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool, man. I think in the future, they're going to have a lot of success. So you think kind of there's drawing a big crowd is definitely something that they could get done for sure. Like it's something possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's just going to be hard. You yeah. Know? A lot of people have done it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and a lot of people have tried professional wrestling setting yeah. you know mm-hmm. and it's hard but you know i think they're getting it down and the the key right now is to do it during uh wrestling like it, it do it in wrestling hotbeds uh-huh. so you know if they did it at like state college or or even instead of somewhere in iowa actually iowa university mm-hmm. or you know these places that draw big crowds mm-hmm. normally for duels that would be the the, the key to to making this Thing actually get up and go you know yeah definitely so switching over to your uh, fighting career what made you go from being such a high-level wrestler to deciding to start fighting um actually i tell everybody the story i was uh i came out here to train with dc for mm-hmm. uh helping with wrestling okay. just be a training partner for him for one of his fights and i think it was like maybe the anthony johnson fight the mm-hmm. first one maybe and all in between me wrestling, we sparred, mm-hmm. and they put, like, gloves on me and stuff, and just messing around, I was yeah. sparring with the guys at AKA, and our manager right now, Bob Cook, 
he saw me and he told DC, he was like, yo, we have got to sign this dude, you know? Yeah. And so before I left, me and DC sat down and we talked and, and he told me like, and I was like, yo, D, just be honest with me because I was at the pinnacle of the sport mm-hmm. and I, I could have gotten, you know, I had a ton of college coaching offers yeah. and, and who knows, maybe I would have went till 2020 as well. I, you know, I'm young enough, you know, yeah. like guys like Jordan Burroughs and stuff are a little older than me still and they're still competing. So I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I asked DC, you know, man to man, hard part. I was like, hey, man, what should I do? Like, don't just tell me to come out here because I have it made. In yeah. And he was like, yo, D, I think you're going to be very successful. Da, da, da. I think you're going to make a lot of money. And mm-hmm. worst comes to worst, you can always go back to the wrestling world, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I trusted his word. And then after 2016 Olympic trials, uh, they were in April of 2016. I took a about an entire month off of everything and then i moved all the way to california and 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 made this transition so obviously fighting was probably the right choice to do do uh your last fight was against tom lawler was that who it was yeah and you didn't wrestle much you seem to be on your feet a lot like why is that like kind of covered how you were such a high level wrestler why wouldn't you kind of use that in your latest fight um you know after like my first couple fights I would just take the two dudes down and beat them up. And I knew I had good striking. I have mm-hmm. like natural boxing hands and I was working on my striking a lot. So, you know, to be the best, you, you can't just wrestle everyone to death. Uh-huh. And so I knew I had to make those changes and being a good striker too. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to show everyone because okay. I hit really hard too. So I know that it's just a matter of time if I connect. I mean, I guess Tom Lawler showed it was <laughs> pretty tough, you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, the guy before that, I knocked out in the first round on our feet, too, and mm-hmm. there was no wrestling involved. So I just wanted to show everyone that not only was I a high-class wrestler, but I could knock dudes out, too. Yeah. So so being able to do that, um, you know, I get, I get big companies like the UFC and stuff interested mm-hmm. in me, and it was just a good way to market myself, you know? Yeah. So you kind of brought the UFC, which is I was going to jump into next, is after you won that fight, it seemed that you signed with the UFC. What were you feeling when the UFC kind of contacted you and told you, like, they wanted you? Um, obviously, it was a dream come true because mm-hmm. whenever, you know, you're, you're starting in this game, no matter what, you always have to start, like, um, uh, in the regional circuit. Yeah. And so there's a lot of time to work and mm-hmm. – and learn new skills and stuff like that. So there's a lot of downtime. And there's mm-hmm. always, okay, one day, one day, one day, one day. Yeah. And finally my day came, you know? Mm-hmm. And because there's so much unanswered work that, that you know, you're not getting paid. You're in the gym every yeah. single day. And then finally you get that call and you know your whole life is going to change. So, man, I was excited. Mm-hmm. But at the same time with excitement, it, it just, it, it, it got me, you know, more motivated to work harder mm-hmm. because, I knew at the end of the day I belong there. You know, I've already I've already been world class in wrestling, and I've competed with the best guys in the world. I've beaten yeah. the best guys in the world. So I knew no matter what, I belonged with the best fighters in the world. It was just going to take me some time to mm-hmm. develop certain skills to get there. So when I was when I you know when I got you know when I got the contract and everything, mm-hmm. I was excited, but at the same time I was I was released because I knew I always belonged. So when it coming to UFC, you said there's a lot of background stuff, and you kind of mentioned before about weights. What is your like kind of projected weight in the UFC? Do you plan on staying where you've been at? 
or now that you're in the UFC and you really want to become one of the top contenders, if not the champion, are you going to try and drop or kind of what's your plan? Um, I'm going to fight 185. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, obviously I fought 205 and, and, and I, I've, I've been big my entire life, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to drop to 185. It's going to be a hard cut. What a lot of people don't understand, I know I'm short, but I'm thick and I've always walked around really heavy. Yeah. So, you know, I, on any given day, I can weigh 220 pounds Jeez. and I'm not worried about the reach. You know, we're just talking mm-hmm. about little minuscule inches yeah and if you hold up on your hand what an inch is you know mm-hmm. we're talking about three four inches these guys are taller than me that means nothing to me i've wrestled the biggest guys in the world i know that once i get my hands on these dudes that that they're going to be in big trouble mm-hmm. so um and all i've been doing is getting better on my skills and stuff like that and, and i'm excited to make my debut man is there any future fights coming up that you have planned or are you still waiting on a fight um, I'm still waiting, bro, but right. uh, it's going to be any day now. I know I talked to DC about it tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to kind of push for something soon. I think, you know, our original deal was me and him were going to fight on the same card, but mm-hmm. since he's kind of dealt with some injuries and stuff like yeah. that, it's going to take a little longer for him to get back out there. And I want to fight. I want to fight three or four times this year, so oh, I need wow. to fight soon. And, and if I can fight, uh, you know, late April, early May, that would mm-hmm. be ideal because I would like to fight in the summer again too, so... So you kind of been talking about you've been going back to your whole like you've wrestled guys that are tall so you could fight guys that are tall. Do you think that being like wrestling your whole life and at such a high level that's really helped you in the mental part of fighting when it comes to yeah. people like that? You know, the difference between me and a lot of these dudes is I've had a thousand one v ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of these dudes, the only time they've ever had a one v one or like or anything similar to it you know, it was their first amateur fight or their mm-hmm. first fight. And I've competed in front of a lot of large crowds before. I know how to prepare. I know how to not get overwhelmed if there's a large crowd involved. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. get stage fright and stuff like that. Yeah. But man, competing for an entire lifetime is preparing, you know, learning how to prepare to mm-hmm. compete at a high level is a completely different story than competing at a high level. Yeah. So I know what it takes. I know how to prepare. I know what it takes to be the best. And so, and I'm surrounded by guys who have been the best. You know, exactly. DC, Kane, Luke Rockhold, Habib, um, all these guys who are world champions. Even even guys, you know, other guys, AKA, who have never been world champions, but still very close. Guys yeah. like John Fitch, Josh Thompson, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're still super, super high level. Now, so I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited, man. Um, I'm, I know I'm ready, and it, and it gives me an advantage over a lot of people. So we kind of covered how your fighting career has been nothing but pretty much good as of right now. How are you able to manage like your fighting career and being becoming a UFC fighter and coaching a high school team at the same time? Man, it's been a lot. It's been hard because I coach the kids too. Exactly. And so with coaching the kids and, and you guys it's been rough man but even like um i balance it all before that my last fight it was in november so we were like in the heart of the season you mm-hmm. know i mean in reality when you become in you know uh, an adult or or you set your mind or a goal that you want to achieve mm-hmm. everything else takes a backside to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so no matter what i'm i want to be a world champion mm-hmm. and and whatever that it's going to take for me to do so, I'll do so. So if that means I have absolutely no life outside of that, then that's what it's going to take. 
You know, I yeah. have time. You always have hours in the day, mm-hmm. but it's what you put those hours towards that, that, that makes it mean something. So what were your initial thoughts on becoming a high school coach? Because I'm sure you weren't exactly like 100% with becoming a high school coach when you're just starting off fighting. You know, you just moved out and, uh, I mean, moved to California. So you had a lot of change, kind of. What were you thinking when you kind of got that call saying if you wanted a coach? You know, DC asked me. I was Mm -hmm. here before my last fight. Or no, no, before two fights. I fought last May, too. And I was training at AKA because I did a little bit of my camp there. Because obviously I lived in Fresno before this. Mm-hmm. And he kind of mentioned it to me. And he goes, hey, uh, would you be interested in moving to Gilroy and coaching this high school team with me? And I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so after that, I swear, bro, you know, DC, he called me like for two weeks straight I believe it. every single morning. Hey, did you make your decision? And then, like, sometimes, some days I'd answer the phone, like, yo, bro, I don't know yet. He's like, oh, D, I wasn't even calling you for that. <laughs> lying. He was lying. But, you know, honestly, bro, if we get serious, um, I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted to at first, mm-hmm. and I wasn't quite sure. But now that I did, it was probably the best decision I ever made, bro. Oh, wow. Because, because you guys motivate me more mm-hmm. than you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and, and you guys, you guys, you guys pushed me to be somebody I've never been, and, and it's, it does nothing but help me out, you know? Mm-hmm, definitely. So I was you pretty much just answered our next question, which was, um, has high school coaching changed your view on just the high school team in general, on high school wrestling, and just, like, how has it, like, transformed you? And you kind of covered that it, um, it kind of did, and it's, like, the best decision of your life, which is definitely something I don't think a lot of people would have, like, guessed, being someone... Yeah. So that's definitely interesting to hear. It's awesome, man. It just keeps me passionate about a lot of things, and, and it keeps me busy, and it keeps, mm-hmm. keeps my mind working in a positive way. And, and a lot of times, some people just have never found their calling or their passion in something. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, coaching wrestling and fighting are my passions and, and my callings. Exactly. And I, truly, and I truly believe I'll be doing this for, for so many years. And, and I, always, I always have to decide um, um, what I want to do in the future mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and and honestly I don't th- I don't see me ever ever leaving wrestling oh wow so it's definitely yeah. long term yeah <laughs> all right D well that is it for the questions that we have is there anything you want to tell people who are listening uh no shout out my boy Chase Mr. Satellite <laughs> yeah. I actually gave him that nickname that's if true anybody doesn't know that um <laughs> But also, just so you guys know, um, we're still going to be in the running for a state title next year. We ain't stopping. We're going to keep grinding this offseason. I'm excited for the future, bro. All right. Thanks for coming on, Duran. Definitely right, sick to have you on. I'll uh, catch you at practice Monday, dog. All right, big <laughs> See you, dog. Later, on. All right, guys, so that is it for today's Satellite Talk with Deron Wynn. Hope you guys enjoyed. This one ends up being a little longer because I definitely want to jump into more detail and uh, longer answers when I start um, asking questions now. So the next couple may be longer and some may be shorter, but I'm definitely trying to reach to the 10 to 15-minute goal. If you guys enjoyed having a UFC fighter on here, definitely leave a like. And if this one gets 50 likes, then I will go ahead and I will start doing the whole face cam thing now. And I could definitely work on getting a face cam for this way, Duran, if you guys would like to do that, if you guys like to see me um, having a face cam. So it's more interesting for you guys because it's definitely something you guys recommended. So I started doing it. 
But like I said, 50 likes, and I will make this a mandatory thing. So you guys always have something to look at. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Links to those in the description below. And follow Duran on Instagram, as you can see right there. Duran underscore win. And a link to that in the description below. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.